Good afternoon, folks. It is James here from Fit to Last. Hope you are well. So on today's broadcast, we're talking about food preparation strategies. Specifically, what we're going to be talking about is how to create the new normal. By the new normal, what I mean is developing a new template for you to operate in on a daily basis to help make the whole process of eating nutritiously just a little bit easier. We're going to explain the difference between any time and post-workout meals so you know how to differentiate between meals you should be having every day versus meals you should be having um, right after you train. We're going to talk about how to eliminate processed low quality foods from your kitchen to sort of set the scene so you're in the best possible position to be successful when it comes to eating nutritiously. We'll talk about uh, how to determine different uh, time-saving food prep items, the best way to help you prepare food quickly and easily for the week. And last but not least, we're looking at a couple different um, rituals to help you organize your food production for the week. And before we get started, just to mention in the show notes of this podcast, what I'll, what I'll have is a few different downloads, uh, some different uh, references to the podcast, as well as things to make the process easier for you. So let's get started. On the process of uh, food preparation, one of the th first things you want to ask you about is what do you think is holding you back from achieving your goals? Now, I've, I've talked to people about this. If you've been in a consultation with me, you'll know that what, that is one of the first questions that I ask you. But have a I'd like take a second and think about what you think is holding you back from getting to where you want to go. So for example, is it a case of skipping meals and trying to lose weight? Is it a case of drinking too many calories in the form of sugar? Is it a case of eating too few fruits and vegetables? Is it a case of eating too little protein? Or is it a case of not being active enough for the purpose of getting the goals you want to achieve? Now, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, building muscle, whatever the case may be, these five, uh, five sort of hurdles can usually affect you in one form or another in terms of achieving the goals that you want. So what's important to remember is your time with us is all about creating the new normal. And essentially, to, to define that, I'm going to steal a quote from um, Albert Einstein. When you're changing what you're, what you're doing now to get the results you want, as opposed to maintaining what you've already done and expecting different results. Put more simplistically, the, the, the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect your results to change. So what we're trying to do is sort of shift the way that you do things to make sure that you're adjusting your habits accordingly to achieve a better result. So the idea behind all this is by slowly introducing habits that and, and changing them so they become repeated, you'll, you'll entrench those habits until practice becomes permanent. And once, once that happens, once you have those simple habits changed, what's going to wind up happening is you'll be more successful in the long run because you won't think about it. It'll just become reflex. So in terms of any time versus post-workout meals, the thing to remember with any time uh, meals, you have a combination of proteins, good fats, but the key with, with the um, anytime meals is where you get your carbohydrate from. Now, with anytime meals, what you'll find is that and I'll put a, um, a downloadable template in the show notes for you. Uh, the key with the anytime meal is you get your carbohydrate from a mixture of green vegetables and not from starch. Uh, the reason for this is you still want carbohydrate in your diet, but you want to make sure you're getting all the minerals and nutrients associated with the vegetables, and that's where you get those sources of carbohydrates from. Now, this as opposed to looking at post-workout meals, and again, you'll see in the downloadable template as well, the fundamental difference is that you'll see more protein, you'll see vegetables and, and, um, and fruits in, the, in, that, in those meals, but also you'll see a portion of starch. Now, the reason for this, 
when you train, you'll be using what's called glycogen, which is how your body stores uh, energy at the cellular level. The idea behind having starch in your post-workout meal is that this will help replenish those stores. So what ends up happening is when you, um, it'll help fuel your recovery and help you get, pre get prepared to train again. But that's the important thing is to time your, uh, the, when you're eating your starch, so it's right after your training session, your body's screaming for nutrients and what'll happen is, is you get that starch in your system, your body's gonna metabolize it straight away. Okay, now on that note, a quick blurb about macronutrients. Uh, three major macronutrients to think about. Uh, protein, responsible for building muscle. Fats are responsible for building cells and managing hormone production and hormone balance. And carbohydrate, which is responsible for energy use during training sessions and throughout the day. Now your meal plans, uh, like, like I say, if, you, if you're training with us now, the meal plans that we've provided for you and the information we provide is all based on different combinations of these macronutrients based on your current body shape, your goals, your current weight, and your current level of daily activity. And the next thing I want to talk about is how to eliminate low quality processed foods from your kitchen, which is a very, very, very important thing. Now, how do you identify low quality processed foods? Here's a couple things for you to think about. First, they have too much packaging. You'll find that low quality processed foods have packaging for days. You can't seem to find where the food actually is because of all the packaging surrounding it. The second thing is nine times out of 10, you'll see ingredients that you simply cannot pronounce. And the third reason why, which is the most frustrating for me, is they taste really, really yummy even though you know you're not, they're supposed to be bad for you. Depressing, but true. So why do you need to eliminate low quality processed food from your kitchen? There are two reasons for this. First off, because processed foods are more difficult to digest. If your body doesn't recognize it or can't process an ingredient, it will store it. Uh, the second reason why is because proximity leads to consumptions. consumption. If it's close, it's going to be eaten. Uh, around Christmas time, that's the biggest challenge for me because I know that when I when when uh, mince pies are in the area, they will be eaten. So I've got to make sure that up until about a week before Christmas, I never buy them; otherwise, they're going to be gone. So that's a couple reasons why you want to um, eliminate uh, processed uh, processed foods from your kitchen. Now, the next part of our presentation today is how to determine uh, time-saving food prep items. Now. There's three great ways to save, uh, sorry, there's four great ways to save time. The first thing is to pre-cut protein, uh, or pre-cooked protein. What you can do is get a whack of chicken breasts, for example, cook them all at the same time, and then put them in the fridge to use them throughout, throughout the week. Uh, the second thing you can do is pre-cut vegetables. Once again, sometimes if you come home from work late and you want to cook a stir-fry, half the battle is to actually cut the, cut the veggies and uh, to get them ready for the stir-fry. Do it in advance. Put them in the fridge, it makes life a lot simpler. Uh, the next thing you can do is pre-prepare snacks. I don't know about you, but I find that if I don't have things pre-prepared, what'll wind up happening is I will eventually make bad choices and eat things I shouldn't, or buy things I shouldn't buy, and therefore eat things I shouldn't be eating. So you prepare your snacks in advance, it makes life a lot simpler in the long run. Uh, the last thing you can do, and um, a client recommended this to me, which is it was, it was a great piece of advice, is that if you're gonna have a shake in the morning before you, you leave for work, or whatever the case may be, make your shake um, the night before. Because when you do that, what'll happen is it'll make life a lot simpler in terms of just going to the fridge, grabbing your, uh, your, uh, your shake, and then getting ready to fly.
Okay, so like I say, in terms of uh, time saver number one, as I talked about before, pre-cooking protein, it's a great way to, to, to map out what you need for the week and, pre and prep things in advance. Usually what will happen is you can cook more than one type of protein at once. You can cook chicken and turkey at the same time, but the idea behind this is that you um, prepare more than one dish at a time and you get your food ready because when you think about making a meal on a regular basis, especially the evening meals, the protein is usually the, the, the most time-consuming thing to cook. So if you prepare it in advance, you eat a lot faster and you're a lot more organized. Pre-cut vegetables, same thing. Um, if you look at um, preparing for stir-fries, preparing for snacks, whatever the case may be, as soon as you get your big shop in, take those carrots, chop them up into carrot sticks, put them in the fridge, you're away at the races. And then the nice thing behind all this is that if you do this preparation in advance, it'll save you an awful lot of time in the long run. So for the 15 minutes it takes to cut your vegetables, it'll save you hours throughout the course of the week. Uh, Pre-preparing snacks, once again, the nice thing about this is, once again, if you need to, if you need to grab and go in a hurry, if you have your snacks ready to go and prepared so you can just grab them as you leave, Life makes a, it gets a lot simpler and also you're making choices in advance that are better for you and you know they're better for you as opposed to going out when you're hungry and having to rely on the environment to decide what the best thing is for you to be doing. Last but not least, again, uh, pre-make your shakes the night before. I find this is a massive time saver. You're waking up, you're still half asleep. The nice thing is as opposed to um, try, trying to negotiate with your blender or whatever, the, the, the key is just to uh, get, on the, just get on it straight away. Make the shakes the night before. You get up in the morning, it's there waiting for you. It's a nice way to start the day. Last but not least, the rituals. Uh, successful nutrition habits to help you succeed. So here we go. We've got two suggested rituals to look at. One is the breakfast ritual, and the second is the Sunday ritual. So the breakfast ritual talks about preparing your food for the day first thing in the morning. Now, what thing what this does is that is this um, by making all of your food for the day in the morning, it takes the pressure off the rest of the day for when you're. Um, as you go. So basically, you needn't think about it anymore. You think about it once first when you get up, and the rest of the day is set. Helps you stay organized that way. Now, the pros for this is that, again, it helps you organize your day and keep nutrition top of mind. It keeps you thinking about it. The one slight con to that is it can make um, a busy morning even busier unless you're really, really organized in advance. Or you can move to plan B, which is the Sunday ritual. Now, the way behind this is you schedule one and a half to two hours on a Sunday. You make sure you have all the ingredients to make your food for the week, and then you batch cook the lot, freeze, put it in the freeze it or put it in the fridge, and then you relax and you're sorted. Now, the pros for this, again, it's a very straightforward way to prepare your meals in advance and save time. The only one slight con about it, it requires some freezer fridge space for storage. So that's it for me for today. And just a quick recap of what we've been talking about. We talked about uh, creating the new normal, the importance of adjusting your habits slightly to, to, to set you up for success. We talked about the difference between any time and post-workout meals. We talked about how to eliminate processed low-quality foods from your kitchen and, as importantly, why you want to do this. We talked about how to determine uh, time-saving food prep items, different strategies to help you save time when you're cooking. And we also talked about different rituals to help you organize your food production for the week. Uh, check out the show notes for a lot of different downloads that are associated with, podcast, with the podcast. If you have any questions, drop me an email to james at fittolast.co.uk. Thank you for your time. Have a great day.